All right, we're doing this. <clears throat> Aloha. All right, so here's the thing. Um, you know, there's, um, as we all know, huge um, energy put towards programming the generalized mind of society so that we may not be sovereign through nature. And so sovereignty means that you authentic, authentic, authentically access um, that which is life, which is you. It has many names. I usually call it Shakti these days, but I've also called it God, um, Spirit, um, Nature, the Force, or just simply energy or consciousness. When the mind gets programmed, as a lot of you know, which it always does, it always does, you cannot know, you, you cannot completely deprogram your mind. That would be like having, let's say, a computer without any software whatsoever. It would be for no use. However, you can choose which programs you run on the computer and you can maintain a healthy basis with the computer, with a hard drive and with the software so that it gets balanced and that it functions in, the, in its prime capacity. Now, that prime capacity is when it is completely aligned with the natural flow of the energy and the circuits in its system. It's the same thing with our mind, except it's a lot more complex, and that I'm not going to explain, because <laughs> it's not interesting to me to explain it. What is interesting <laughs> to me to talk about is the oppression of the mind. And I just, I just had this beautiful insight. It just dawned upon me. And after that insight, it was like, record it. Uh, okay, let's record it. So I'm recording it now. And the insight was, it came yesterday and it came today even bigger. And the insight was that I believed for a long time that there was something wrong with me because I couldn't pay my bills or because I had a lot of debt, or because I couldn't provide according to society's terms. Now, one might think that this is pretty obvious, that there's nothing wrong with me, because I can't do that, because it's capitalism. But to the individual that has a program mind, it is not that obvious. And I believe that if we take our eyes and look around at each other, it's easy for us to say it's capitalism, it's consumerism. And we can tell everybody else that it's so easy. Just get off the, get off the train that's taking you down the wrong tunnel. Down the tunnel that will consume you and, and deprive you of that pure 
energy, that kinetic, pure energy that you are, which is oppression, which is mind control, which is programming, a programming of the mind that is so deeply ingrained and it stems from not only, like I said before, not only from um, when this individual body that I host, that I have, was born, but also when my mother's body was born and my grandmother's and my great-grandmother's and so forth or so on. Um, it's a programming that does not depend on time. However, it does depend on efficiency and efficiency of repetitive patterns. So let's say consumerism and capitalism, which uh, might seem like it started in industrialization, but that's only when it started to escalate and get efficient because that's when every time a person, an individual, uh, believed that they chose to buy a product that was industrialized or to buy into a program that was considering industrialization to be the, the greatest benefit, um, then that individual confirmed uh, that basically they gave their consent to be further programmed. And that's kind of how the mind works. That's kind of how we work. And as soon as we stop believing in something, we do not give the consent anymore. However, it's not that easy to just decide that you don't believe it anymore because you can't decide it. That would be to fool yourself. The decision doesn't come from your mind. It's like the computer would say to itself, hey, I don't want this software on here. I'll take it off and I choose another software. Well, we're a very intelligent computer. I, I won't say that. So so deeply generated, yes, it does stem from our brain, but it is not it is not the brain itself that helps us to relieve the programming. Mm, it is the power. It is the kinetic energy. It is Shakti or life or God or goddess, whatever you want to call it. So we really don't have a saying in it, but we as beings do have the capacity to work with frequencies in a more intelligent way than machines does, thankfully. And so what we do, we work with resonance. And when something does not resonate anymore, when it does not make sense anymore, when it doesn't feel true anymore, then we automatically stop believing in it. We don't choose it. We just stop. It just doesn't run anymore. Simple as that. And sometimes we go through very uh, thorough initiations to overcome obstacles and beliefs and belief systems even. Sometimes we purge for hours, for days, for years. And sometimes it just kind of happens out of the blue. Now, where am I getting to? Well, let's say about capitalism. I, like as an aware creature, <laughs> however, you know, I, I have been, I've been dealing with this, uh, um, I've been feeding my ego, killing my ego, feeding my ego, slaying my ego, I've been doing my ego dance, 
I've been talking to myself and doing self-inquiry and I've been working very hard on that. Like I'll say that self-inquiry has been my prime passion for the, um, at least last couple of lifetimes, so to say. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. What matters is that this brain that I came in with has been so heavily programmed, this mind by the society, so, so, so heavily programmed that it ran programs, uh, that made me still believe that there was something wrong with me. And I thought that I needed to purge that out of me, that I needed to heal something inside of me, that there was something wrong with me, the way that I did stuff or that my family had done stuff or stuff. It was consequences from actions done um, before me karmically. But then I realized I think two days ago, it was like, I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> yes, it just came like that. And then yesterday, I asked, um, I asked my teacher, I was like, laughing about it, joking about it, because to me, it's like, oh, I'm, it's a sensitive subject, and I'm just so done with it, this whole money thing. It's a draining subject for everybody, including the people that love money and thrive for money. Everybody's drained by money, all right? Um, we'll get to that later. Yes, 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 yes. I know, I know. You feel so good when you get money on the bank. And if you're one of those lucky few in the entire world that has a lot of money, then um, you might feel extra good for X amount of years, but I'll tell you, I'm sure that there's somewhere, somewhere at some point you feel still dissatisfied. And I'm not saying that you will use your money as a tool to fill the gaps, but that's what a lot of people do, which is consumerism. All right. So that revelation dawned upon me and suddenly I could forgive myself. Um, and it wasn't about that I had done something wrong. It was simply a matter of letting it go. I was like, okay, that's not fair. It's, it's definitely not fair to put that weight upon my own shoulders and say that it's something that I have to deal with. Now, this is a beautiful chain reaction because just the other day too, I had another revelation where I, as a um, very um, sensitive, which means powerful um, being, entity, I can tap into, and this might sound a little bit kooky for those who are not in a new age community, but bear with me. So this is not unusual and it's, you know, you can call it a sixth sense, if you will. But many people in a New Age community use the word empath. Um, I, I don't really like any kind of labels. I believe that these traits are something that we all as humans can tap into. The more we allow ourselves to dissolve our identity and to release a sense of uh, clinging to energy uh, the more we can actually tune in and tune out and tune in and tune out. Now, however, there are some people with extrasensory nerve systems, and I have one of them, or I don't have them. My body has it. My body is extrasensory, and um, I've always been um, 
which means I'm also highly creative, or or my my mind is highly creative, and highly imaginative, Ima- imaginative, imaginative, imaginative. Excuse my English. So those things come together. That means that I I can my mind can be easily programmed into believing certain things, but uh, also my mind can fool itself believing that it's not programmed that it's free and liberated because it feels so fucking creative yeah so <laughs> um however it's also a beautiful tool if you allow it to to um yes empower the energy the kinetic force the life force within you even further and just like it's it's it makes you very very powerful so of course a mind that is ex- extremely absorbent of energy and can generate a lot of energy and, and transmute and trans transform a lot of energy in the body which i'm saying i'm just my body is an example i believe every single human being can do this it's a matter of how much the um well the human being individual creature opens up to that force within uh so when like i said a physical body is able to transmute a lot transform a lot and the mind too to recreate or to create new it's a super powerful tool it's actually the most powerful tool that humans have ever had it's creativity it's imagination because if you look at our physical evolution according to certain this and that we wouldn't have made it out of the quote unquote wilderness without being creative we wouldn't either have made um industrialization such a big deal without being creative and we wouldn't either have made nuclear bombs possible or dynamite possible or even guns possible if we weren't creative so and what what is being creative i'm not going to tap into that but i'm just going to say that being creative is a form of expression of creation because everything is creative because everything is created now without getting um uh philosophical about this let's stay a little bit more aligned and talk more about these uh programming um there is a lot of books written about this i'm not going to name drop anything um not for this given moment however i am um aware of that it's called psychosebenetics you can also call it, call it cognitive training you can also call it uh, karma transportation and you can also call it um mental dissolutioning you can call it whatever you want uh but the thing is that these illusions they uh, veil us they veil our mind and the more open we are to our own inherent power which is god which is that ultimate force life force consciousness that we are the expression of light and life out of nothingness 
Isn't that amazing? Imagine that. For anyone who's listening, who's never been able to actually see or perceive or experience or be even in, in, in a state where you are absorbed by the fact that there is nothing really, um, well, <laughs> a little bit too zen here, <laughs> okay, um, Let's just say there's a lot of theories <laughs> and some some um, realities regarding that. And to me, that is truth. To me, this is truth. The ultimate truth is that there is nothing. Nothing is. And it is. And from that isness stems endless creation. It's like a fountain of life just sprouting out. You know, we call it the Big Bang. Well... The bang is always happening and the bang has never happened. But the bang is that creation, is that force, is that life force, it's the kinetic energy. And that's what Tesla used for creating more um, energy. And and he was disempowered like hell, right? And let's just say that. There's other people who've come up with <laughs> similar things um, all along, ever since the uh, Middle Ages, when uh, people started to capitalize on each other. Um, when capitalism actually started, um, when the monetary system came in and taxes came in, from that point, uh, everything that has ever been creative has actually been heavily programmed to be less creative. Why do you think they burned the witches? Okay, let me rephrase that. Why do you think so many women were burned at the stake, let's say that, or even gay men, uh, or even children, because that's a power that's super creative, that's that a rigid mind that has a one-way direction, a linear thought, a linear thought span of, of separation, wishes to perceive power as something you can take, um or even loose, then out of fear, out of lack, you want to, um, or one wants to eliminate all threats to that agenda. Now, a highly liberated and free um, mind does not have any agenda. There is no agenda to it. Okay? Only a fearful mind, a lack-based belief system. Um, oh, sorry, the screen just lit up like crazy in my eyes. <laughs> I'm sitting here in the dark. Um, has, um, yes, only a fearful, uh, lack-based um, programming of the mind because the mind is equally just the mind just as the body is equally just as the body anybody is having same uh, ability but that ability can be enhanced throughout generations and genes of course and that's what has happened see that's what's happened um, many people have lost touch with their ability 
with their inherent power to be creative because they've actually lost touch with that gene genome it's it's not even it's not even um fathomable or graspable for them to be creative in fact to be creative is actually the most fearful thing you can do and is seen as self-destructive now let's see that's very good programming okay now let's wind it back a little bit take it back to i talked about the women right because I am identified as a woman. This body is a female body and my mind works uh, with hormones that are feminine. Um, so I don't identify as a, as a woman. Um, and, and so as a woman too, we have also been trained for a very, very long time ever since, um, capitalism and and even before that right ever since patriarchism came in ever since the, the great imbalance started um for thousands and thousands of years for many many generations we have been and still are today in various cultures programmed to believe that we are to blame. It is our fault. That we are to carry the burden. Now, I could get into this so, 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 so much because this is a rich fucking topic and it makes me so fucking angry. But I'm not going to do that, <laughs> okay? I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because it serves no purpose. What I want to do, though, is is talk about how, how you can see in, in various dogmatic and rigid um, systems of programming, be it religion, politics, uh, family constellations, social construction, marriage, um or even schooling, of course. Um, and today, you'll see it in trends. I mean, you'll see it everywhere. Like, if you start to see it one way, one way, one, one place, you'll see it everywhere. And like I said before, it's easy to see it outside of yourself. Now, when you start to look inside yourself, and as a woman, when you start to look inside yourself, and you realize how deep that fucking programming goes, that's when shit starts to hit the fan. That's when it becomes very heavy. And that's when you start to get very, very reactive. And it's not a reactive as in, oh shit, somebody just slapped me in the face. I'm going to scream. No. Or, oh shit, somebody just um, broke into my house. I'm going to hit them in the head. No, it's not that kind of reaction. It's a reaction that has been called for for about thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And hundreds of generations, not hundreds, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, I'm going <laughs> to, sorry. For many generations, yeah. It's a reaction that, that it was totally wiped out of history. It's a reaction that, Somebody, somewhere, something robbed from the women. 
And suddenly, that reaction never happened. And suddenly, we weren't allowed to react. And as soon as we did, quote-unquote, react, because this is not a really reaction, I would rather call it response. Yeah, that that's a more fitting word, yeah? You can hear the sarcasm in my voice. I feel like this is disgusting. I really don't want to talk about it, but I'm, I'm realizing that I have to. And, and so, I have to because... It is within me too, and I've started to realize that as well. And uh, the response is screaming. The response is uh, screaming again. The response is uh, spitting a very angry words. The response is, is, is suppressed anger. The response is self-denial. The response... Because because we weren't allowed to react or respond has become a self-destructive energy where that sacred feminine energy of creation, because, yeah, that's what I'm getting to, right? Who holds, if you look at humanity and the human construct construct and and, and the shape of reproduction, even in an animal system. I'm not saying that one is more powerful than, than the other, because I know that there is no two. No, there is no two. I'm just saying how it looks like, how it works um, uh, on a reproductive level, is that the one who has the womb is the one who generates life within it. And actually, to this day, it's, it's, it's done research where it's actually, um, possible for the woman to completely, um, fertilize herself and have a child. Now, of course, you know, I'm not going to get into that subject either. <laughs> Don't want to lose track here. Um, I'm just saying. Imagine that, right? Imagine women having children with themselves, with their own DNA. Now, how would that, how would that make every individual who has a penis feel? Would it make, would it make them feel powerful or useful? Because a penis has been such a large, object for adoration for so long and it should be because from there comes life too just as it comes from the womb it's just life in different forms it should be but then that object of adoration has become an objectification and in fact a symbol of power and power that is valid because once you have a penis then then you're valid to use the power that you have inherently within you because that's in your belief system different than what's in the belief system of a woman usually and so i i was i was blah 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 dealing with some demons let's just say it that yeah and like I said, a few days ago, I had the realization about that it's actually not within my karma that like my personal karma that I am having um, 
uh, a hard time with the economy. <laughs> That's very narcissistic to even think so. <laughs> I mean, or not narcissistic, but e egocentric. Um, because, I mean, everybody is. Except for the very, very, very few that's made a fortune out of something. And then we keep on telling each other that anyone can make a fortune and anyone can be rich and anyone can lavish in luxury, material luxury, uh, if they just want to. Now, isn't that a really good way to program somebody to believe that they're doing something wrong? If you don't have a lot of money, you're like, I really want to have money. Um, but nothing is really happening. So, uh, I should think about that I want a lot of money. No, that's not how it works. If you, if you, um, go back to the podcast I had about, uh, from, what was it? From, from thriving to surviving. From, no, from, <laughs> sorry, from surviving to thriving. Um, the fine line between ignorance and bliss. Yes, that's what it was. Um, you'll hear about how one can, uh, put themselves in a state of being, um, with the response to, to matter and, uh, and shift. Um, but it doesn't mean that you will get richer in monetary, uh, amounts. It means that you will get richer inside. You will feel rich. You will feel rich as fuck. You will feel as rich as it gets because you are that. You are everything. You are perfect. You are it. Keep saying that. You are it. Anyway, sidetrack. Whoop. All right, back to the subject. Yeah. And so uh, you can see that I'm a little bit avoidant and hesitant to, to reveal what has been revealed. Still processing, yeah. So, um, a few days before that, another thing was revealed to me about mm, this whole empathic story and, and, and sensing into others. So, the first time I sat in a big ceremony, there was a lot of, uh, quote unquote, exorcism done through, through my body. And the one that did the exorcism said that there was a lot of demons and I believed them. I believed them. Uh, and, and I saw a lot of demonic influences and I saw a lot of darkness and I was like, oh shit. And I saw a lot of past lives and, and they were very, very, um, heavy. Let's say just heavy. And I thought immediately because I saw it, I perceived that it was like mine. It belonged to this body. I was like, oh yeah, that was my past life. I should make amends. Now, that's both true and false. We can make amends because it's everybody's karma. All of humanity's history belongs to us. It's all stored in each individual's DNA. In each individual's DNA. So as one individual um, releases that karma from their DNA, it will be a ripple effect, as you can see, right? And also as one person gets programmed into their DNA, something, a program that runs that disempowers them, that will create a ripple effect too. However, it's, le it's less efficient and it has to be repeated more. Because once you actually release the karma, you release it. There's no going back to it. You can't, you, you won't recreate it because it's not resonant with you anymore. Well, actually, there's a slight chance you can recreate it. 
but that's before it has been released. When it's on the surface and, and you get to see that karma. And if you believe that it is true, then you attach yourself to a story and you will recreate the story. So you, you, you loop it. Anyway, let's not loop this. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I was like, that's not fair either. That's not, that's not my responsibility either. It's not, it's not this body. It's not fair to say as consciousness that this individual that I am, it, it is my fault that something, something, something happened or that I was carrying these and these and these demons because that's not true. And what made me reveal that was that I was sitting in a, let's say, group session and I was uh, experience, extreme, uh, extreme. <laughs> I was experiencing very active Kundalini. And when Shakti is very active, when the force is very active, it automatically like cleans it out. Whew, it just cleans it out. And so I was crying and I was sobbing and there was a lot of pain. And then I was realizing after that, I was like, hey, I'm not sure this belonged to me like this individual. And that has happened so many times before. So many times. And, and that's not important. What's important is that the realization that I should not hold my individuality responsible for something that is an imprint of the whole collective. And then came the third realization, and it came tonight. And let's just see how long this is. Okay. All right, so while Ramana Maharaji is, <sighs> Maharaji is, is looking at me, I will close my eyes and go into it. <sighs> um, okay, what happened? Oh, well, yes, what happened was that I was actually uh, re-spinning a loop yes, a loop, or there was karma being released about me as a woman. And as I say that, I'm yawning and releasing even more. It's beautiful, so beautiful. Thank you. Um, okay, so this is the thing. Without getting too personal. Um... I had this feeling of being very much in my power a few months ago when I was on a trip. And I met this man that I, I really connected with. We really had a great connection and we went for long walks and had a lot of talks and a lot of silence too and we had fun together. And I told him that usually people get scared of me because I'm very powerful without realizing what I was saying, yeah? And he said, I know, but I'm not. He said, I'm not scared of you. I was like, yeah, good. So we continued to do our little dance. And then after a while, 
some kind of karma wanted to be released or expressed through me. And so it was, and this triggered the fuck out of him. And he went into rage mode and, and put the blame all on me. Luckily, I knew then and there that this was not belonging to my body and I didn't really attach it to me either. And, and neither did I attach it to him. I was just like, all right, good, you know, release it, but be aware of how you speak. And, and please be even more aware of how you use the power of liberation. Uh, and after that, we haven't spoken that much because obviously there was something in him that, that wasn't that resonant, uh, with me anymore. But most importantly was that I was also confirming and looping my own, um, karmic belief, which is not my own, but a, a collective karmic relief um belief that women with a lot of power is fucking scary and men get scared of us especially when we're quote-unquote too much and yes ladies you all know i don't i don't think there's any woman who's ever been told that they're not a little bit too much i don't think there's any woman anywhere that has never been told they're a little bit too much. I think almost every woman has some time, if not many, 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 many continuous times, been told, usually by men, but also by other women, that they're a little bit too much, or uh, just too much, or a lot of too much, or way too much, or just so much that they can't handle it, and they're like burned at the stake. And it can be a, a figurative saying, burn at the stake, because they're being the sacrificial lamb. They're being like, they're being, they're being projected onto as the embodiment of evil, basically. And, and for other people to project their, their shit onto another individual is highly irresponsible and, uh, and very traumatic on everybody who's taking account on it. Let me say that. But especially, of course, the person who gets that projection onto them, if they do not know how to uh, let it easily drip off their coat, so to speak. Um, I know I'm making funny <laughs> analogies here, but it's uh, the way my creative mind uh, juices out uh, stories. So um, this has happened a lot of times uh, in my experience and... And, and after that happened, I was not surprised. I was like, oh, well, guess he was just another one of them who couldn't handle the beautiful power of the feminine, you know? Um, but it's only true as long as we make it true. Let me, let me remind myself and, and all of those who's listening of that. It's only true for as long as we make it true, for as long as we continue to resonate and and continue to harness that belief and embody that belief. And so I was laying here watching some Oh, oh what was it? I was watching New Girl. <laughs> I love that. Oh she's super powerful. She's so amazing. Jess and New Girl. Let me talk about that. Like that's there you have some good examples, but she's powerful. And she doesn't take shit. Even though it hurts her, she doesn't take it. 
I was laying here and I was feeling again. I was like, oh my God, not again, not again. This is happening again. Another new beautiful connection that I get very excited about. And so I write a lot. And then that belief came up. It's like, don't do too much. He'll get scared of you. You watch out now, little girl. He might burn you at the stake. <laughs> I was like, and I was, I was like, believing that for a second. I was. And not only second, had I not believed it for a lifetime, lifetimes before that. But then suddenly it dawned upon me. I was like, fuck that. Like, if he's scared of me, whoa, then we shouldn't hang out. And I know that, you know, a lot of women out there, that's probably not from the Scandinavian culture, uh, let's say American women, they don't have that heavy programming. And and uh, actually, I would say the the women who has the most heavy programming regarding that belief is the European white woman, especially the Scandinavian. But also uh, the Asian women, uh, specifically uh, Chinese, Japanese, and well, I can't be specific, but it it, it does not include the Indian culture. It does not include uh, some other. Eastern European slash Asian cultures, it it's mainly like, you know, Korean. Anyway, why is that? Uh, well, it's because of the 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 range of women and how women has been perceived as basically dolls or objects objectified since eons ago. And the same with in, in Scandinavia, ever since, I would say, right after Vikings came uh, came to an end, so to say, uh, the feminine power in Scandinavia was so diminished and demolished. And, and, you, can, and you can look at that too, even during the Viking period, of course. And, uh, and it's not only Scandinavia, it's, it's all of Europe, because... Um, Actually, the Vikings were the first slave traders, uh, and they traded everything: uh, priests, women, not not at all limited to ethnicity or gender or uh, status, but everything they could, they traded. Yeah. So, without getting into historics too much, you see the point, right? You see the deep, 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 deep programming that's really there. But suddenly it dawned upon me that it's not that much there anymore. And now I've seen it. I've seen it so clearly. And, well, my mother and my grandmother, even though they're very strong, independent women, they still diminish their power. They still don't stand in their power fully. Have I done it? No. Do I do it now? Well, more and more, but I'm not, I'm not even like, I'm going to get there. <laughs> I'm going to let it shine even more. 
but we've been taught to be to be fearful of our power because we will lose uh uh our lives our lives and i spoke to a very beautiful connection the other day yesterday actually about fears that's coming up and um I was joking, but I was also telling the truth that a fear that always comes up with me uh, in, in the perception of the individual that I um, experience life through, um, there's this there's this programming that as a woman alone somewhere, I will get killed. I will get killed, slaughtered, murdered, you know, you name it. So, I decided in a non-decisional way, actually, it was decided for me this very second before I started to do this recording, that that does not apply anymore. I am not afraid anymore of connecting too much or talking too much or connecting too deep or, or sharing too much or sharing too little like all of that, I, I'm, I, I stopped give a fuck. Like I really stopped giving a fuck. And that is such a great gift to give to yourself. And I haven't even read the book, uh, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. But <laughs> I, I know it's popular because it is a great gift to yourself to not give a fuck. Oh, I think I have this. Yeah, I wrote it down about about not giving a fuck. It's about not caring. Now, not caring doesn't mean that you don't care for other people. You you can care and have you, you cannot care and have endless amount of compassion, an endless amount of love. Like there is no limit, limitless compassion, limitless love. But not caring is not being affected by it. That's as simple as that. Simple as that. It's just given another connotation and 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 uh, it's been absorbed differently throughout the language system, especially here in Sweden. Because in Sweden we say, Bryse, Bryse om. And, well, it means to actually also nurture to some degree uh, or give attention to something. But... It's, it makes it even more true. It confirms it even more because the more we nurture something, the more we give attention to it, the more it will flourish. It's the same thing with beliefs. And so uh, I am officially done with not giving a fuck and uh, about that especially. And um, the whole conclusion of this is that it is not my fault. It is nobody's fault, but especially something you can tell yourself and I can tell myself, it is not my fault and I don't hold the responsibility for anything that has ever happened. I am not to blame. I am not to blame. I am not to blame because I don't have any say in this. I don't have any control over how things flow. It is all illusionary, imaginary. It's a product of the creative yet narrow mind uh, 
uh, it's a product of the programmed creative mind set or setting that we have a choice and that we can control things. Because we don't. We're nothing. We can't control anything. Everything always happens. Call it chance. Call it the power of of God. Call it the will of life. Call it the wheel of fortune. Call it um, faith. Um, destiny. Whatever. You know? I know there's many names. I like that. <laughs> but they're all insignificant, right? Because nothing really matters. All we can do is just kick back and relax and watch some more new girl. Yeah. Lots of love to you. Peace. Thank you for listening.